Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Forever. Dog. Lose your innocence or lose your life. This week on the podcast, Cherry Falls. Hello and welcome to another episode of Teen Creeps. I am one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent, and I am joined today by a very special guest. Uh, it's a movie, so you know. You know who's here. You're excited. You're frothing at the mouth. Um, you may know him as the host of Podcast Kill the Video Star and from HBO Max's Minx. Oscar Montoya's here. Hi, Oz. Yay! I'm back! <laughs> How exciting! Oh, how exciting. And we get to talk about this movie, which I'm very excited to chat about. Oh my God. First of all, thank you so much for recommending this movie. I'd never seen it. I didn't even hear about it. No one has. It's a very. Well, also, like, we got to talk about how hard it was to literally watch it. Yes. Yes. It was very difficult. It's not available anywhere for for a brief moment. And perhaps it was just a fever dream. It was on Shudder. <laughs> It was on Shutter. It's a it was a blink it and you'll miss it moment. And yeah. luckily, shout out to the fans of Teen Creeps for letting us know that yeah. it was streaming on Shutter because I had no idea. And then y'all let me know, and it was very exciting. But then when it came time to watch it, I was like, it's not on Shutter anymore. I know, and it's not on Amazon Prime anymore. It's not on any of the. You can't even watch. You Stars. can't even rent it on Amazon. The only yeah, you can't rent it. On, it's not available in your location. Which is, what is going on with this movie? Why is it blacklisted? Yeah, so it's then, impossible to I mean, find. You have, you have to watch it on Stars if, Weird. You, like, if you want to legally watch it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you insinuating, Kelly? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> if you're living that bad girl life, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> there are plenty of places to watch it if you're a bad girl. Exactly, um, yeah. Cherry Falls are for the bad girls only. It is for the bad girls only. Um, man, this movie really reminded me what a fucking cinematic treasure Brittany Murphy was. Wasn't she incredible? Tremendous. In Cherry Falls. Tremendous. Every scene with her felt so real. And so it somehow felt so high camp, but yes. also so authentic like like i was seeing a real girl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she understood the assignment yes because she was giving us exactly what we needed to get which yeah. is final girl energy mm-hmm. which we stand also camp moments mm-hmm. and that that bit of like wide-eyed britney murphy that we've all come to love like there is a bit of tie in her character mm-hmm. she's just so good she's There's so good even a bit of Forgetting her character's name in Girl Interrupted. Yes. I don't know what her name is in yeah. that movie. But yes, that. The one who fucks her dad with the chickens. <laughs> yeah. 
And in a, okay, in a weird way, okay, because I yeah. do remember watching this. I saw, I've seen this movie many, many times, but I remember the first time watching this movie, I was sort of terrified because, correct me if I'm wrong, Kelly. Yeah. But was there not an energy of, oh my God, is she going to fuck her dad? <laughs> Okay, when the dad tackles her that to the part, ground, that part. I literally was like, "Exquain, <laughs> dad!" But they made it a moment because they, they could have—they could have not made it a moment at no, all. No, we didn't need to see that shot at all. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. But he tack like he's like, "Let me teach you martial arts in the living room," and she's like, "Okay." <laughs> Which whose dad didn't do that? Whose dad I mean didn't do that? <laughs> I also will say the I loved the non-existent chemistry between mom and dad. Yes. I mean, they were, they're never I mean, in the same shot. Listen, the mom is a hot mess and the mom fucks. Oh, the mom fucks. Like I thought she was going to fuck the boyfriend. I mean, just because we didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. I felt that way. I was Listen, like, Listen, you know they fucked in the past. In the past. Because mm -hmm. there was definitely a history there when she's like, can I have a cigarette? And I was like, is this your guys' thing? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the fact that Britney had no idea. Clueless. What was her name in this? What was her name in this? I keep forgetting. I just know her as Britney Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see. Britney Murphy. Oh, I like the sound of that keyboard. Oh, clacking. yeah, baby. Clickety clackities. <laughs> uh, Cherry Falls. Let's see. Her character's name was Jody. Jody, 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 Jody. And wow. Dad, Did you man. know this movie was never released in theaters? What? Never released in theaters oh. so in a weird way cherry yeah. falls does feel like a collective fever dream it does it's like this movie that people are trying to erase yes entirely. this is gonna be a bit berenstein bears thing yes exactly it's a bit of a mandela effect mandela Absolutely. effect it's the cherry falls effect so is this podcast even happening are we even recording does this episode actually exist it, there is a there is a universe in which this episode doesn't exist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And we might be living in that universe. We <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, with the way things have been going, anything could happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything I'm living my life openly, okay? And I'm ready for, 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 for a world in which we are recording it or we're not recording it. Who right. knows? Who knows, honey? So, like, the thing about this movie, too, is the reason why it was never released theatrically okay. was because it had severe issues with the MPAA. Really? Which is, like, it was, like, deemed too fucked up for theaters, what? if you can believe it. So, instead... How times have changed. It was released... Are you ready for this, Kelly? Yeah. It was released... It was only shown one time... Okay. ...on USA. What? <laughs> and it is... Unexpected. On record, on okay. record, the most expensive made-for-TV movie. I could see it. Because it was the budget was $14 million. It looked great. It looked great. But could you imagine no. watching Cherry Falls on, on USA? USA? What year was this? This was... This was released in 2000, 2000. but it was shot years before. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it doesn't have 2000 vibes, but... No. Okay. Oh my God. Isn't that so funny? I I'm curious to know if there's anyone who saw yeah. Cherry Falls Where were live you? on USA, yeah. please let us know because we are we wanna know. We wanna know if it Yeah. It, did the commercial breaks do anything to distract from the experience? Right. And where would they be? 
Also, uh, like, I'm sure they must have censored a whole bunch of stuff. Well, because there's titty in it. <laughs> there's titty. You're right. There's titty there's in titty it. There's titty in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. There's Could one they- titty. Literally just one. But And there's, like, a dad-daughter martial I mean, arts sexy scene. But there's also... Oh, so, in that scene where the dad finds out that the killer's only killing virgins... Oh, my God. When he goes to her room... <laughs> Were you not? That was to me. That was the scariest part of the whole movie. When he sits down on her bed and puts his hand on the other side of her legs, their chemistry together was strange. Correct? It was so weird. Because like it was so weird. He and I and, and maybe this is just me projecting. Oh my god! <laughs> her, her role in Girl Interrupted, how she fucks her dad. That's right. That exactly. But like when he comes in and she's like, "Dad," like, like every and and she's always watching him and she's always watching him be stressed out and like. Like, I just, and even when she comes home at the very beginning of the movie and he's like hiding in her room and he's like, you're out late. I was like, what is going on with this dad-daughter relationship? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yes, touching back, the moment he goes into her room to ask her if she's a verge and she, and when he, the way he's saying it. The way uh, he asked her, because he he didn't ask her, hey, are you a virgin still? Which I think, I don't know, whatever. Could, it's weird to ask your daughter if she's a virgin. Yeah. But that's a way that doesn't make it creepy. But the way he asks her, he's like, so have you and what's his name? Have you hit any bases? Could you have gone further? That question when he said, and the way he whispers it to her and the way she's whispering back, it's so intimate. Also, and like, he, are you disappointed that I'm in, a yeah. virgin? I'm and he's like, like, is this a Skinamax movie? Yes. Like, what? It's and he's happening. like, and he's like, no, you're still my baby girl. Ah! And I was like, ew, 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 ew stop, seriously, stop. Uh. <laughs> and again, it's the, it's also the way that it's lit. I mean, this was done on no, purpose. It, it wasn't accidental. Well, it's, 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 it's making a statement about that, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's conflating that women are either virgins or a wife and, how the it's, two conflict it's the virgin mary and the mary magdalene yes you know dichotomy. binary of yeah. it yes so i mean i think in the way like this movie's kind of really smart depicting mm-hmm. that also like listen what a fun premise of like a serial killer killing virgins yeah i've never seen a movie like that before in my life me neither and how cool is it yeah I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was really cool. And the fact that like the students are all like, well, then let's just do a big orgy party. I was like, hell yeah. Right. Because like what? Okay. So like what if you, Kelly Nugent. Yes. Went to this school in okay. Cherry, at Cherry Falls. Yes. And all of a sudden there's a serial killer killing virgins. And then everyone in your school is like, well, then let's have a pop your cherry ball. Not a party. Yeah. It's a ball. they're dancing. Which I'm like, what the fuck is a ball first yeah. of all? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like thinking debutante ball. I'm thinking yeah. like people showing up in cherry costumes and then yes, disrobing. Yeah. yeah. Like a ball. I'm like, what? <laughs> Present yourself to society. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Present yourself and disrobe yourself to society. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes. What would you do? Would you attend this party? Like, where? Yeah, would you I mean, I was to? desperately trying to get fucked, but like ah! nobody would touch me. I would have been like those two nerd boys and be like, mm, I guess someone has to like, you know, I mean, I guess I'm here. <laughs> With the swiftness, Kelly. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm in a very specific point in my life, so I think I'm just like revisiting that kind of like desperation. Would you? Would you go? Um, I don't know. Well, see, that's that's the thing. High school, like closeted me. Yeah. Would be like because at the time I was dating 
girls, mm. but I wasn't like enjoying dating and sleeping <laughs> with girls. Yeah. So at, I would be like, oh, I'll show up, I guess, to keep appearances. Keep appearances. Or something. Yeah. But I would have liked to have hooked up with a dude at this party. I mean, it did feel like, I mean, that scene where we see the orgy. I mean, it seems like everything's happening. It felt like a free-for-all. You know free-for-all, what I mean? Yeah. It felt like it was just a giant mattress. Just and limbs. people were just limbs. Yeah. Slowly. Because yeah. everyone was fucking. Everyone was like making love. Yeah, it was one of the Everyone was slow- making love. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, y'all ain't virgins then. No, I don't know. No, like, no. It, does, no. it seems like you've had experience if you're right. going that slowly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But and I no. probably would have been like, yeah, is there is there a dude I can hook up with? I think, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you could have gone and not been the only person that was keeping up appearances. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Even if it's like a very, you know, late 90s school where everyone is like, I'm very, quote, normal. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I think that, you know, odds are. There, Absolutely. There, there would have been someone there that's like, oh, I'm also here with my girlfriend <laughs> in heavy air quotes uh, now yeah. there was a moment in the movie where like britney murphy's character is running away from the serial killer who i don't want to spoil right now right um and she like goes into this like small closet a small cupboard uh-huh with two people in there now i never clocked this until this last viewing of it but who was in there was it two women wait, wait was this at the at the sex party at the sex party yeah she like opens this like door underneath oh. the staircase and she sees what I assumed as two female presenting people. I did see and that. I, yeah, I think and it I was. And I was like, oh, okay. So see, because that's what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Gone into the closet underneath the stairs. Right. Found a boy that also liked boys and been like, listen, let's let's have our own little cherry yeah. poppin' ball. <laughs> 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 and listen to cherry poppin' daddies. <laughs> Oh my god! Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Zoot suit riot playing. Oh on my god! Stop! I would show up and I'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know the theme was like so intense. Like I didn't know that we were doing so this specific. whole thing. So specific. There's like only like cherry. Like someone's walking around with like cherry like appetizers oh and stuff. I'd be like, I just didn't know this was like all it's cherry a little on the stuff. Nose. It's a little on the nose, especially yeah. like we live in a place called Cherry, cherry Falls. Cherry Falls. Really? Yeah. Are we that obvious? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I actually, when you first mentioned her running away, I was thinking of, I loved that chase scene where she, in the school, where mm-hmm. she runs. Best part of the movie, I think. Oh my God, when she goes into that biology room, I was like- Loved it. Now, now, of course, I'm not saying that there's a right way to be pursued by a serial killer. <laughs> However, if there I, were- Kelly, though, I will say, and I know I'm not the only one, I would love for you to have yeah. a segment mm. where it's Kelly's quick tips to get away <laughs> from a serial killer correctly. Correctly. <laughs> because it would be- a, go somewhere where there's like a shit ton of glass things. Mm. Get the high ground. This bitch is climbing up fucking like cupboards. And the I, I loved the chaos of her performance. The like unbridled really rage. Real. Yeah, I felt like she was one of the most interesting final girls I've yep. ever seen. She has, she plays with her fucking like, um, a sense of sexual desire. Mm-hmm. Like when she's pushing that guy to fucking b- 
bite her toe and shit. <gasps> I was like, oh my, oh my God. God. Like that I was like, it was insane. Yes. And when she kind of flips a little bit and is and is like, when she finally starts getting like control over her own autonomy, her sexual mm -hmm. autonomy and her sexual desire, also like her, she just seemed like slightly unhinged. And maybe that was the Brittany Murphy of it all. But I, I, right. <laughs> I really loved how slightly unhinged she was. Yeah. Like yeah. even when she's walking around the school with the teacher and they think they hear someone and she like seems almost titillated mm -hmm. by the fact that like ooh like there's someone here like it just yeah i think britney murphy's is that's what she's so perfectly cast in this movie she offered like this unhinged performance of this girl who also seemed very innocent mm -hmm. at the very beginning but you see that transformation that moment where she's like bite my toe and then she like sort of smacks him with her foot yeah is so funny to me it's so funny but she's like really good like she is she's so good for yes him. and she's like harder harder and he and it's too much for him it's too much for him and then i like that it kind of flips the script there because at the beginning of the movie he's trying to pressure her to have sex and she's yep. like i don't know, really know if i want to and then when she does and the thing that she wants is for him to be nasty with her yeah and he he misreads that as like oh like i i only want i want you to be there for me when I want you to, I want you to want me for me. Yeah. But the thing is she did, she wanted to get fucked, yeah. but like he wanted it to be this romantic, this story. romantic thing, which is interesting because it's a, it's a, I think a statement on this romanticized version of teen sex, right? Like mm -hmm. there's movies like American pie. That's like, Oh yeah, I want to fuck. But mm -hmm. What does that actually mean? Yeah. Like, what is having sex actually? There's like a trillion ways to have sex, you know? Yeah. And the way that it's presented in media is this heteronormative sort of like what we see in the pop your cherry ball, slow motion, yeah. candles everywhere, soft lighting, yeah. you know, this like lovemaking aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And Brittany Murphy does not want that kind of love. No. She's she like, wants bite my fucking toe. Yeah. Harder. Harder. Make me hurt. Yeah. And then fuck the shit out of yeah. me. Yeah. Which is refreshing. Which is, you know, especially for a female identifying character to be like, I need to get fucked. You don't yes. see that often. Well, because, and especially in a movie like this, mm -hmm. and especially in a final girl, because that's usually the girl that gets killed right away. Right away. Yeah. First one dead. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of like the idea of female desire. Or at least, okay, two things. Mm. Mm -hmm. So how sex is portrayed in media often represents this heteronormative, like almost like male dictated idea of like the way that women should want sex is in this tender way because that's what women are like. Exactly. Is tender. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like not, like, and I'm trying to think of like, hmm, how how feminism has evolved, right? Mm. Like how it used to be, um, you know, you, you, all the different waves where it's like, well, women shouldn't want sex. Okay, well, women should want sex, but it should be, it should always be capital R respectful. And women should want sex, but the man has to initiate it. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And then goes to, well, women, I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm going to touch on, I feel like a lot of times people 
I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, a like ethical slutting or whatever, you know, yeah. like where it's like or like um, you know, saying it, it's it is it doesn't mean that like a woman and I'm just saying these terms vaguely, but you know, mm -hmm. a woman is like cowing to the patriarchal idea of sex if she wants something like. I don't know, like if she wants to get fucking slapped in the face by a dick or something, yeah. you know, like then she fucking wants that. Which is a kink. It's a yeah. kink. People I mean, like I, that. I was trying to think of something like, you know, that's so like that people are like, oh, well, you shouldn't want that mm -hmm. because like that's something that like a gross guy wants to do. But if a right. woman wants that, then that's her choice. Absolutely. And so Absolutely. like seeing that here where she's like, I want like she, she wants him to hurt her yeah, because that's something she fucking wants. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, she wants to get fucking railed. She doesn't want this like slow-mo candles, whatever. Not to say that that's bad. No. If you want that, then you want that. Absolutely. But the fact that he sees that and he's like, oh, you're just mad at your parents. Rather than it being a thing that she just wants, right. he's like, oh, you're acting out. And I feel like oftentimes if, if a woman wants something that's coded as, quote, bad, sex mm -hmm. and i don't mean bad as in unpleasurable but you know like bad yeah, like, like you shouldn't, yeah exactly right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. then that's evidence of some kind of dysfunction or reaction and not just something that someone wants yeah um so he he reads it as like oh you're reacting to your parents and she's like okay i didn't realize that you were so fucking boring so i'm gonna peace <laughs> out and like also, like the way she like puts on her that little like sheer top, she looks so hot there she looks and like great. She looks yeah, great. yeah. So also like I have to, I gotta give a shout out to the like the many wigs, the many oh bob wigs she had on because that that hair story was a lot. She was she had like she was you know the wig yeah. the bob was like a little flat in some takes. Yeah, sometimes it was absolutely disheveled. As it was hell. like Feruza bulk in the craft. Sometimes <laughs> I was like, what's happening? It's just like, Where's the continuity in the yeah. wig story here? Yeah, because the wig story was very chaotic. Like she had like extremely large hair. Have yeah. you seen Six Feet Under? Yes. Okay, you know the girl that Nate is like fucking who like has the thing with her brother? Yes, yes, yes. So yes, she yes, had like yes, yes. her hair sometimes. Absolutely. She had Feruza Balk's hair sometimes. And then when she was at school, her hair was very flat. Very flat. I'm like, how do you do? You know, I'm not like a master in hair stories at sure. all. Sure. Like, how does one get... Your hair looking from that right. to this. And let's say with what I'm going to assume late 90s technology and hair product, right? It's not because right. like these days I can make my hair look very different mm -hmm. depending on, you know, or I've had, you know, HMU make my hair look very different, whatever. Right. That being said, when I was in high school, was I able to do that? No. no. No, my hair pretty much just looked weird and like dog shit all the time because like I didn't know what to fucking do. Um, <laughs> but the fact that she was like sometimes rocking this like very like prim. I mean, it did match, right? Like when she was being very, when she was at school or when she was at yeah, home, her hair was like very true. flat. And then it was like tousled when she yes. was like sexy. Mm -hmm. Or being yeah. chased by the killer, obviously. Oh my God, yeah. Um, also like, yeah, to go back into that scene, because yes. I do think it's really cool. That scene of her being chased down at the school. Oh my God, love that scene, um, yeah. The moment where, because here's the thing. Slashers are really interesting. I love slashers. It's my favorite. Love slashers. Subgenre of horror. Um, there is that sense of, and when I think about slashers, I think of like the iconic ones. Black Christmas. Sure. Halloween, Scream, obviously. Yeah. And when she's running, 
down the hall after she sees her friend Timmy get slashed. Oh, Timmy. Which we need to talk about. Oh we my God, Timmy. Yes. Because I have never seen in my in my eyes. Yes. That was a queer person. Yes. Timmy was undeniably like a queer, like a straight up gay character. And um, not just coded sassy friend. I mean, full face. Oh my God. All I've the time. Never, in the year two thousand. I love the it. year of our Lord two thousand. Yes. I have never seen that sort of queerness be so upfront. Yeah. And also never overemphasize. It was never like, oh, that guy is hot or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It yes. was it was just like I dress very queer. I mm-hmm. put on makeup. Mm-hmm. You know? I loved it. I lo- I thought it was so cool. And I sort of love that he died. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I thought yeah. that, that was kind of cool. Um but yeah. anyway, when she's um when she I I'm not even is his name Timmy in the movie? I don't know. Um, I, th- I think it is Timmy because she, yes, she goes, okay. oh, Timmy. Yeah, right. Right. Um, so while she's running after she finds Timmy's body, right. then the killer is running after her. And like, first of all, the killer is covered in a wig. <laughs> yeah. Can't see so, their face. So like strategically blocking I mean, the how, face. How do you do that? Yeah. That's, how? that's a lot of hard work. But the way the ferocity in yes. which this killer is running. Oh, after my God. Is yes. genuinely scary. Genuinely. I thought that there was like there was a sloppy grittiness to how both she was running and how the killer was running mm-hmm. um, that you don't normally see in like I feel like slashers, which I love as well. When someone is running away from a killer, for some reason, this scene makes all those other scenes seem muted because it was sharper. Oh, it was like. It was like juicier. It was like mm-hmm. like I don't even like even the 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 cuts and stuff were so punctuated and punchy. Yep. And the way she's running is so messy. I loved so it. Messy. And then the way that he like slams into her and like she tries to do what her dad taught her, like the self defense stuff. It doesn't work at first. The this the killer like knee butts her into the locker room. It's 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 like a really sickening moment because like it feels so real like it nothing is glamorized it doesn't feel like her glamorized. head bonks so yeah. fucking hard on because she's like thrown and then impacts with her head with on her head. a locker. Mm-hmm. Then he yeah. drags her into the like biology room, I guess. Yeah, and even that moment is super scary. You're totally right. She like goes nuts and also like to remind people that this is a campy horror movie yes she climbs up finds a box cutter up there what the fuck is a box cutter yeah, doing up there <laughs> up there i don't know and then cuts the cord to a giant shark display yeah, yeah. and it slams the killer into the shards of glass it is so funny i laughed i laughed so, so hard, hard. <laughs> i laughed so much in this movie there were so many beautifully campy one-liners mm-hmm. and oh also just the shark of it all i feel like her slicing the shark and the shark is like held up so she she slices just like one cord so it swings down and like toboggans into <laughs> the killer who we also um i did want to kn- i i did want to mention mm-hmm. because we mentioned the wig the wig yes so the, the killer's wig not 
Brittany Murphy's wig. Right. There are many wigs in this movie. There's many wigs. We need to make sure which yes. wig we're talking about. Specifically the killer's wig. Mm-hmm. It was really funny how, like, the fact that, like, me through a camera could see how Party City that wig was. <laughs> and she thought it was real hair. Like, the when, she, <laughs> when she's describing it, like, the look of the person to the... <laughs> The drawer, like you know, the police drawer, whatever. Oh my god, the The drawing pictures. Yeah, those illustrations. I I was like, like she's like, and um, there was like long black hair with like a gray streak. I was like, you need to mention that this wig is sitting like a hat on top of this person's head. (laughs) We're not talking lace front. This is like no lace front. It's like such an aggressive line. Hard edge. Hard edge. Hard edge. Um, and then also the fact, like, I do want to say. That I'm shocked that those press-on nails stayed on in that tussle. Absolutely what shocked brand that they didn't of glue just pop off. That, that, like, like, I feel like <laughs> one grab at Jody and, like, three of those things are popping off. But, no, they stay on. Yeah. Throughout yeah. the, I mean, they're and they're removed and put back on throughout the movie. Clean. Absolutely Clean. clean. Yeah. Someone didn't know anything about nail stories. No, 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 no. No, someone did not. Or maybe it was like brought up and the director was like, we don't have time. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be on USA. No one's going to (laughs) care. It's going to be a one showing on USA. You think anyone's going to give a fuck? (laughs) They knew while shooting. (laughs) Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Fun fact. Yeah. Did you know who they approached to direct this movie? Whomst? David Lynch. Stop! <gasps> and David Lynch read the script and loved the script. Yeah. And yeah. wanted to do I could see Jones. him. I could see him killing this script. And couldn't do it because he was shooting Mulholland Drive. Wow. Could you, ex- could you imagine Cherry Falls directed by David Lynch? I... I mean, it would, of course, be a completely different movie. Absolutely. But I think, here's what I'm going to say. I think we could have kept the entire cast. Yes. Because you know how, like, certain actors don't, can't really do certain, like, very specific director styles? Mm -hmm. I would have loved to see Brittany Murphy directed by David Lynch. Lynch. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. And someone like Jay Moore being directed by David Lynch? Yes, (laughs) yes. Yes. It would be a lot, I think, yeah, the movie would be a lot of, it wouldn't make as much sense. It wouldn't no. be as straightforward. No, no, no. I think that, like, we, w- we would have been like, wait, so why yeah. did they do this? Like, the, but it would have, <laughs> like, like we, we would not have been as clear. Right. Um, and maybe we probably wouldn't have gotten the 
slash his identity. Like maybe no. ser- we never found out who the serial killer no. was. No. No. And that was the the plot the entire time. Right. 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 Would be very interesting. It would have been very interesting. He read it and was like, yeah, this is great. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, I would have been so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I let's talk a little bit about Jay Moore. Jay Moore, yes. Which was yeah. quite a shock when I saw him on screen. I was like, Jay Moore, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. I was like, huh? Yeah. Um, as a teacher, as like a as a teacher, because that was teacher. The, yes. <laughs> okay. I I one of my notes was. I can't tell who's supposed to be a student and who's supposed to be a teacher at this school. Oh, well, I yeah. mean, it's it's a tale as old as time. Yes. It's these teenagers that are literally 35 years old. Yes. Because there were some straight up adult men playing kids. Oh, yeah. Th- that one scene where the girl rushes that guy in the cafeteria and is like screaming at him for telling uh-huh. everybody. Right. I thought that was the teachers. I thought it was two <laughs> teachers fighting. I, I was like, oh, well, the teachers are fighting. That's weird. <laughs> and then Jay Moore comes up and he's like, hey, settle down, kids. And I was like, wait, but like you're the same age. <laughs> oh, also, sorry, going off of se- the sexualness of everyone. Mm-hmm. The principal and his fucking secretary. That secretary. We need to talk about that secretary. Oh she my didn't have God. a lot of screen time. No. But with this, the, the amount of s- screen time she got, she milked the shit out of it. The amount of eye fucking she did. Absolutely. And they're like off putting. Oh. I was so disgusted by whatever it is they get up to. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, Because you know they were into some kinky ass some shit. Some kinky shit that I'm like, look. Look, you like what you like. I'm not trying to say. No, we're not trying to yuck your yum. You no, know, no. However, do I want to be a fly on that wall? No. No. <laughs> absolutely not. No, 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 no. Get me out of here. I know. Well, see, what I liked about this movie is this, this is the same reason why I loved Valentine. Yeah. Which is like every man was gross. Yeah. Movie. Yes. There was like not one, with the exception of Timmy, not one redeemable. And you know what? I'm going to say this. Timmy no, wasn't Timmy, like, yeah. Timmy was an asshole to Brittany Murphy. And like, was like opportunistic. Like everyone, Absolutely. everyone in this movie had vices, which I liked. Right. Yeah. And no he, one was a saint yeah. in this movie. Not even, mm. Brit- not even the final. No, movie. no. You know? Cause, cause at the end what she does. Mm-hmm. Or I was like, really? Okay. We're going to do that. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know he's dead, but we don't have to protect his name. <laughs> Reveal the truth. Okay. <laughs> tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait. So you're saying Jay Moore? Oh, Jay Moore. I loved. I loved Jay Moore's performance in this movie. Same. I Same. could not get enough. Well, honestly, like, and no shade to Mr. Moore. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had it in him. Me neither. Because here's the thing. First, first, because we see a, a variety of performances from him. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, hmm, okay. I was yeah. like, yeah, he can do this. Okay, this isn't super challenging. It's not the Jay Moore that we're used to. No. Okay, sure. And then we get the rest, and I was like, holy fucking shit. Mm-hmm. How fun is this? That's, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. It must have been so fun for Jay Moore to play this role. Because it's not a role that he would ever go out for. It's no. It's not a role that, like, he does he's usually like the cynical quote unquote 
funny yeah. guy. Like a uh, guard up, uh, yeah. cynical guy. And we never even had that. He didn't. Ha- he didn't even have that as the teacher. No, he was like overtly o- earnest. Yeah, a bit of a dork. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like a yeah, like a weird. Do- okay, so I mean, do we do we spoil it? Yeah, let's just say? do I mean, it. It's it's time. it's time. So, for those of you who haven't watched Cherry Falls and want to pause it right now, pause it. We're about and to see spoil it. something yeah. major. We're about to spoil the identity of the killer. Um. Then you know. Press play after you watch it. So welcome back. Um, Jay Moore is a killer. Jay Moore is the slasher. Yeah. Uh, he's the one with the wig. He's fully in drag. Yeah. Which okay. So I'm. Ooh, I'm. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about that. Many, many. No, no, many no, no. no but here. it it has to be spoken. It of. has to be spoken about. So I understand that there is an element of problematic stuff with this movie sure. in terms of like, okay, this this man could be. I mean. He's a killer and uh, he's dressed in women's clothing. And I totally respect it. I totally respect it. Yeah. I don't see it as like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's problematic to me, personally right. speaking. I'm not a You're not the ambassador. And you're not I, an I'm ambassador. Not, and I'm like, not an ambassador, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I think it would be a mistake for people to assume that Jay Moore's character is trans. I don't think he is a trans character um, killing these people. I don't think that like him putting on his mom's clothing is a trans statement at all. I think if anything, it's an homage to movies like Psycho. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More th- truly, that's it feels like such. I, got I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. So it didn't feel like if anything, it felt like a like he was doing drag. Not great drag. I mean, no. I mean him that putting wig. on makeup was like that's all you're gonna do. Put blush on barely. Barely, Barely. lip gloss, girl. Yeah, where's the liner? Where's <laughs> yeah. where's the actual lipstick? Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you no know, eye makeup, no eye makeup whatsoever. There were he made it. He little, he did like a little cat. Oh, he maybe did a tiny wing. Yes, but no. I, as no. as someone who does drag, I will say I can read him. <laughs> very basic drag. Maybe two thousands drag was very different. It was more like basic in that way. But I was like. Yeah, no, this is very simple drag. If you're going to be a drag queen killer, right. at least have a lace front wig. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that wig. Just plopping <laughs> it right on and just... It was a shake and go. Out the door. It wasn't even a shake. It was no, just no, a No, no, it wig. was not. It was not. It was like, drop it on your head. Yeah. And call it a day. It's what we call a plopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... yeah, Jay Moore's the killer. He's the killer. Um, dresses like... he. I felt like what he was doing was enacting revenge on the town on behalf of his mom. Exactly. And I here's what I will say in his in his defense, I thought that he was um very mature in looking at the abuse put on him by his mother in that right. he was like I'm not going to blame her. Right. I'm going to blame the people that did this to her. Mm-hmm. And because so there's another storyline entirely. Where oh, my he God. Kills his mom. The end. Right. Done. But yeah, the emotional intelligence to be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Mom, I know you're torturing me and literally chaining me to my crib. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also two years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not your fault. I know you're angry because these men did this to you. Yeah. And then to take it out in the town. Emotionally intelligent. I That's think. what I thought. Mm-hmm. I was like. 
It doesn't well excuse him from killing virgins. No, don't kill virgins. But so it's a very misguided way to do that. I mean, really, you you're out here killing virgins. Like I don't know. Okay, like that's where it did kind of it, like the 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 logic in logic his was mind. A little, flawed. a little, it started to fall apart there because I was like, because he's like, I'm gonna like you you hurt my mom. You're a town obsessed with purity. And that part hit you where it hurts. Yeah, which I'm going to take you, the thing that you prize the most, which is your purity, which is your virgin children. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of a hop, skip, and a jump yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm missing a couple of steps here, but it's it makes enough sense that like it like I'm like I'm happy to like excuse that as like human error, like you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like he Listen. he's going through a lot. Yes. Listen, all un- I mean. They're unhinged serial killers. Yeah. There's obviously some steps missing. Yeah. He's unwell. He's unwell. He's unwell. He's unwell. It's a reason but not an excuse <laughs> for him to kill all those people. And I also liked, too, that, like, okay, can we talk about one of the most perfect moments of this movie, to me, where I burst out laughing. Oh, my gosh. So he shows up at the sex party, and everyone's like, the wait, funniest- what's his name? Mr. Uh, Mr. Marl. Oh my God! Why is it not populating the entire thing? <laughs> it just says it says Leonard Marl. That's what I'm reading too. <laughs> where where what is the whole thing? What is his name? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Cherry Falls cast maybe. Oh, Mr. Marliston. Marliston. Mr. Marliston. Okay, so they're yeah they're like Mr. Marliston, and he like stares at the entire. Orgy. Mm-hmm. He's covered in blood. He's wearing an outfit to look like his mom, <laughs> and he screams, "Class dismissed!" I Which was like, "Yay!" You know, we haven't heard puns like that in this movie. Oh, we haven't my heard God. overt, corny, womp womp puns like this in the entire movie. I died laughing. It's I was so, so happy. Funny. Also, a, a minute before that was to me one of the most hysterical moments. Right. Where they're running away from the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're running away from the house. They're screaming in the woods. And then you see a shot of oh Jay my God. Moore yes. Yes. screaming yes. out of his house and the ferocity. I mean, there's one. Th- I mean, he might be a horrible drag queen serial killer. Sure, sure, sure. But you can't say he wasn't fierce. Right. Because the ferocity in which he screamed coming out of the house was so <laughs> funny to me. Yes. <laughs> it was undeniable. It was undeniable. Absolutely. Oh my and god! The chaotic third act of all of that. Yes. I mean, he shows up. He's cutting people Left in the and orgy, right. just like killing without discrimination. Yeah. The, the body count. I need to know the body count of this movie. Then all the kids rush out of the orgy room right. into the staircase, crush two police officers. Yes. There's a literal stampede of horny teens. Yes. Clogging the staircase. The stair. The the staircase breaks. They fall out. They it is it's beautiful chaos. Chaos. It's chaos. I think that the chaos starts possibly. Mm-hmm. Yes, because this moment is before class dismissed. It is so Brittany Murphy and her boyfriend. Yeah, because they got back together. They got back together. Break free of the house. Yeah. They're running. They see a cop. Right. And he and he's like asking them questions like you have to believe us, blah, 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 blah. And the cop goes, this is my post. I can't split. And then an axe comes down. Kelly, oh, my God. You're and totally splits right. his fucking skull. And then 
out pops from the shadows, oh. Mr. Marliston, who's like, and then is the axe is stuck in the skull. That's right. That's right. He and he's like, ah, off. shit. He can't dislodge the axe. It's so <laughs> perfect. I laughed so hard at the I can't split thing. That was so funny. It's very funny. It feels very like YA horror. Yes. Like it feels like, it, I mean, it is just like, even the way that they're speaking in this movie, I was like, I could read this. This is a very, this is very Fear Street. You yes, know I, mean? I, like, I got Arl Stein vibes for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but you're right. It starts from that chaotic ass moment. He's really giving me like, you know, Freddy Krueger's corny ass. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As a serial killer, which is very, very fun. Oh, yeah. There's, okay. Because I, I wrote down a line mm-hmm. that someone says it's the Hyman Holocaust. <gasps> right. There's You're so right. much that shit. I it's did. so good. My jaw dropped when they said the Hyman. <laughs> also, okay. I also have, because the names were so funny to me in this movie. <laughs> this guy comes in. He's like, I'm Special Agent Majestic. <laughs> Majestic! <laughs> and then Tom Sizzler. Sizzler. <laughs> this is a joke. I mean, right? Like, this is a joke. It's funny. This it's is a name that I would make up for an RPG. You know what I mean? Like, if I were booked for something, I like because I always make up a weird fucking name. Where I'd be like, I don't know, like, oh, like I was, um, I was in Seattle a little while ago, and I saw the name of a store, and I took a picture of it because I was like, that's the name of my next character, which is Alicia Peru. Like <laughs> these names, I'm like, they're so undeniable. The Tom Sizzler, You're right, Tom Sizzler, and then Special Agent Majestic. Oh my god! I mean, this this movie. I wish I made this movie. This movie is so good. It's really incredible. And again, a movie that not a lot of people have seen. No. It's not I, I encourage anyone, everyone listen everyone yeah. listening, y'all should have watched this movie. Yeah. By any means necessary, just watch it. You, this is right up our alley. This is like yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Other moments of high comedy to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh God, there are so many really good mo- moments. Okay. Number one, this moment was maybe the first moment that I burst out laughing. So they're having a town hall meeting and the print and the sheriff is like telling the parents like, listen, like, so the vibe is virgins oh, dying. Okay. <laughs> and this one guy goes, <laughs> I can't just lock my daughter up in a basement. And then another dad stands up and goes, I wouldn't worry about that, Victor. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then it causes chaos. chaos. All, the, all the grownups start to start punching the shit out of each other. It is so hilarious to me, right? And this is such a commentary, but it's also so funny, mm-hmm. right? That these like grown men are litigating the fuckability of their daughters. Absolutely. But it was also just so funny for like a guy <laughs> to be like, yo, but your daughter's safe because she's ugly as shit. Like, <laughs> that's so funny to me. Oh my God. And then there was another, there was another funny moment where Remember that at the very beginning when the teacher's like, I think we should all talk about when Mr. Marlison's like, let's let's speak. And then that one douchey guy who um like is wearing a scarf, he like starts being like, So did they get like yes, fucked yeah. or whatever? Um, and then he shuts him up by wrapping the scarf around his mouth. I just thought that was such a weird move by a teacher. Oh, it felt it was yeah, James. It was a Moore, little like, sexual. So, it was so strange. That whole scene was so funny to me. Like, yeah, because he was just like, oh, clearly he's like he's asking. First of all, he's like, OK, there's a tragedy where. Oh, first, 
Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry, please, my please, brain please. is all over the place. But no, no, no. we also need to talk about this iconic moment. The very beginning of the movie, the first casualty of the movie is the brother from um, Set It Off. Uh, not Set It Off. <laughs> What's that cheerleading movie? Bring It On? Bring It On. <laughs> <laughs> what the set fuck It Off is, is a off? totally different movie. It's with Queen Latifah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we, he, not he, Set It Off. Bring so it this off. is a scream moment. Swim, his name is, what's his name? Um, Jesse something. We've seen him in other team movies. He was the lead Jesse in Bradford. Swim Band. Jesse Bradford, yes. Yeah. And the oh, fact yeah. that he died first, I was like, I thought he was going to be a character in the whole movie. It's a scream moment. It's a scream, scream moment. We yeah. got our scream moment. And so yeah. they're like talking about his death and the girl's death. And everyone has different takes, you know. Yeah. The stoners are like, <laughs> happy about it the the slutty girl the promiscuous girl is like sad about it or mm-hmm. whatever um and then jay moore is like well Brittany murphy you i ch- look to you oh yeah to give right? some insightful stuff and it's like don't do that yeah it's a lot of pressure i mean he's doing it because he's like i feel connected to you because i think our dads are the same guy oh, my God. which yes very interesting. yes now that you bring this up because of their situation talk about that Oh my god! Because the energy, the right? scene where they're both in, to, yes, like together, quoting T.S. T.S. Eliot. Did you or did you not get flirty? Dare I say, sexual vibes? Off yeah, the of course, of course. When she, okay, so she, she. Here's the thing, and maybe this is just because Brittany Murphy can't not do this, <laughs> but she's giving off heavy like "come fuck me" vibes the second yes. she walks in. The second she walks, and in. she's like, "Here's my." essay on blah, blah, on T.S. Eliot. I just love his work. And then hands it to him, then closes her eyes, drops her head back, and begins like whisper performing this T.S. Eliot poem. And he says it with her. Finishes it, yeah. And like then- Finishing each other's sentences. Yes. She's fully in love with him. She's fully, fully in love with him. And then she senses something and she seems almost titillated. Mm-hmm. And she looks mm-hmm. and he's like, what? And she's like, I thought I saw someone there. So that's like the ghost, right? That's the ghost of the, mo- of the mom or maybe well, no, because maybe the mom? Her, no, because that, he, the, her boyfriend, the guy that like. Oh, he was the one who saw. With, he yeah. was stalking because there was a shot where there's like a cigarette butt. Right. And, and then, then the, shoe. the shoes. Yeah. It's like it has a little like yeah. whiteout design. What was the whiteout? T- how are we supposed to know what that was? We find out way, I mean, like. That's like at the end, hours right? Hours later. Hours later. Like, lifetimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When he, when he's like biting her toe, that his shoe has the same whiteout mark. So you're like, you're watching the movie and you're like, oh, he's the killer. Oh, right. So oh, that my was like, God. Okay. So he was just stalking. He was just stalking. Because he mentions, he's like, oh, I, I see saw you with, yeah. Mm-hmm, with the teacher and you want to fuck him. You want to fuck your brother. Um. But yeah. also later on, when when she finds out that they are in fact related, mm-hmm. when, when he tells a story, which is like an intense story, you know, yeah. what I mean? it's about this like, I mean, it's 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 like intense, it's like real, it's very yeah. like it's a tough story to 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 listen to, and it's about this the weird girl in school getting like you know trigger warning, I would about to say sexually assaulted by the four sort of jocks in school, like the the big football stars. And she realizes that he is the son of the sheriff's uh, of the sheriff. Mm-hmm. The sheriff denies it, <laughs> and 
we get this iconic moment where Jay Moore's like, we have the same eyes. Oh, yeah, and, and their like, eyes no, are so close together. I know. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. no. But then when Brittany Murphy screams. Yeah. Jay Moore rushes up to her and she's like trying to bite his hand. It's a very like, it feels very improvised. Yes. A lot and of her shit felt improvised. Her mouth and then he like kisses her. Yeah. It felt very improvised. Like it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. It happened. Anyway, so like she did kiss her brother who was a serial killer. And yeah. also she goes to his house and correct me if I'm mistaken, to sleep, to sleep with, with him. Teacher. Yeah. Because she wanted to lose her virginity to him. Yeah. Right. Weird. I also wanted to say, actually, that because uh, there were a lot of scenes that felt so natural with Britney in them mm-hmm. that I suspected that a lot of it was like kind of, you know, loose um, mm-hmm. in the scene where she is leaving the boyfriend to go fuck the teacher. Yeah. There's moments where when she's just like is like talking shit to him and is like, oh, wow. OK, so you're like, wow, I didn't know that you were such a baby and starts leaving. And she's like putting on her clothes and he's staring at her and then he jumps up and grabs her from behind and hugs yeah. her. Like that to me felt so real, like how a teenager would act. And yet everything they were doing was so heightened. Um, And then the way she just like rips his arms off of her and is like, God, oh, you're so annoying. Like, I loved that moment. She's so good there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Yeah, she does go there. This movie's so weird because like, honestly, the tone is all over the place, which is why I like it. Me too. Because there are moments of like real, like, it's interesting. Okay. So another example of this is her relationship with her mom. Yeah. Which at first feel the first time we're introduced to the mom, the mom is literally fucking her boyfriend yeah. with her eyes. I fucking. Yeah. And then the next time we see her, we see her later on and she's like in the kitchen, like drinking what I assume is a jug of moonshine. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like straight up liquor. She goes up to her mom and her mom's like, I baked cookies. They're the most charred. They're It's literally charcoal. Yeah. And, Brittany that then starts eating it, which is like, oh, you don't have to eat that. Yeah. And the relationship felt so like genuine to me. Yeah. It felt very comfortable. And and that was the other thing too, but I felt like it revealed so much about their relationship. Yeah. Cause the mom like was like, don't eat that. Let me get you a glass of water so you can choke it down. Gets the glass of water and then drinks, and drinks it herself. It herself. <laughs> I was like, this is their relationship though. Absolutely. Where she just takes, she takes these things from her daughter because she really doesn't see her. Literally. At, yeah, yes. literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. But then there's also that moment where they're like face to face. Like they're oddly really close. Very to close. This whole movie is so strange. This whole movie has so many weird sexual vibes with everybody. It's so strange. It's so strange. And then Brittany casually is like, you've been drinking alcohol. Which to me is like, oh, it's a, there's a history there. Yeah. Brittany Murphy's just used to her mom being drunk mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. which sub- it's it's a nice like moment of like sub- subverting the stereotype of like the cookie cutter white picket fence mm-hmm. family like there's a lot of trouble there there's a lot of issues there and then we get the story of like what really happened with yeah um, the dad yes i also kind of wanted to touch on what you were saying um because there i feel like in a lot of these movies it's either um cookie cutter perfect parents right or completely tragic fucked up home life and here i felt like it was and i don't want to say normalized in a negative way i want like she she britney it felt very like hmm, an authentic way that a teenager would react to something like this because to britney murphy's character this is normal 
So she's just like, oh, you're drunk again. Like, and isn't, it's not this whole like, um, mom, why are you drinking? Yeah. 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 It's like, it's the sign of survival from a broken home. It felt, uh, yeah. And exactly where it's like, I don't know, like having myself not in that way, but growing up in a home in which I was very unhappy. Mm. Um, there's a lot that you swallow. And like, even though you have a very unhappy childhood, you can still be a happy kid. Absolutely. Which is what I was. Well, it's like for, for, for survival's sake, because I also- You have to. I, I come from a broken home. It's like th this kind of stuff that could be seen as traumatizing, you had to normalize. You it, have to. Because that, otherwise you wouldn't survive. You, you wouldn't. wouldn't survive. I was literally, okay, so it's funny because- so these past couple months like have been really hard for me um, and I won't go into like all the, but anyway, like it's been really fucking hard. Um, and yet I've, it's interesting. Cause like my, my, I'm still like happy and like a, a lot, a lot of people have, you know, commented like, Oh, you seem like happier than you've ever been, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And despite like all this shit that's happening. And I think it's this thing of, and like what you were saying where, I have to keep going because like what other choice is there? And like, I have to cling to that hope lest I be completely consumed by whatever. And so it is that thing of this survival thing of like. Absolutely. And also to add on to what you're saying, it's like for you, Kelly, like I, it's like, that's what you've been doing your entire life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this is second nature to you. Yeah. It's like, it's not even it. For people who like come from broken homes, it's not something that like we even think about. No, it's you don't just, make a conscious choice. No, absolutely not. It is just we are just wired that way. Yeah. And Brittany, like that character is a good example of like how people sort of normalize really a lot of trauma. Yeah. In in broken homes. Like that yeah. we're just like geared to accept that as reality. And yeah. then like what happens is like we go to a friend's house or something that has that doesn't have traumatic yes. family relationships and we're like wait you're telling me that other parents <laughs> yeah that all of you this? really like each other and like you're yeah. really kind and like so open I communication yes all of you like yeah yes i remember going over to a friend's or to you know my best friend in middle school Ooh, i think ice cream is going by there's yeah, a little ringy say, dingy ooh, ice cream time um what if i was just like i gotta go <laughs> just leave the recording i'd allow it, I'd allow it. <laughs> um but like I, I remember going to like you know my best friend in middle school's house and they were like a very loving mormon family so they were like nice on top of being right. you know and i remember just being like wow all of these people are so not only nice to me but like so nice to each other and they all like really like each other and like it was just a, such a place of like not that I'm saying, I mean, there are issues with, I, I personally, that I have with being Mormon, but like, at least from what I saw at that time, I remember thinking like, what a warm home where everyone seems so happy. And I remember like wishing that I had that life and like wanting to like live there. And my place just being, my, when I would go home felt so like cold and like distant oh. and, you know. But then you don't realize that until you see the quote unquote normal way. Yeah presented right yeah because you don't know it's cold and barren and empty because it's all that's you have your norm right it's so unknown like, unless unknowns, it's yeah. exactly unless it's put up against a white background mm -hmm. you don't notice that like oh oh my life is gray or yeah. like my life is black yeah against this white backdrop so yeah i i, I totally relate absolutely relate like totally live my life being like eh, 
this is the way people live lives. Mm -hmm. And then seeing my friends live quote unquote normal lives, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. And not to have this be, because I I do hate like, um, uh, for lack of a better term, like oppression Olympics. But it's always funny (laughs) to me when I like encounter someone that's, you know, our age who's like extremely stressed about like a thing that I'm like this, I would never even think to be stressed by this. Like, like this is a non issue. Like I would just fucking figure it out and like move on with my life. It's, it's just like the bar for like the shit that you can take is so high. It's an element of growing up in a household where we constantly had to problem solve. Yes. Um, which, you know, most a lot of people don't have because they no. never had that issue. No. You know? I, it, I don't know if this to is... To me, the there's c- a sign of, like, I, I'm always impressed by people who are able to, like, not wallow or be, like, overwhelmed by stuff, but to be like, okay, I have a solution. Yes. You're an example of that, I think. Like, you're, oh, thank you're you so one of much. The, you're one of the people that I know has an answer to everything and, like, is yeah. able to, like, troubleshoot everything. But to me, I'm like, oh, this person dealt with a lot yeah. of Yeah, well, because you can recognize it, though. Because exactly. that's the thing, too, is, like... And I don't know if this is the case for you, mm-hmm. but like, and and I, 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 this is, there's no, whatever. When helplessness, as far as like in the face of, of an issue is such a turnoff for me. I totally know what you mean. Or like just wanting to sit in like being upset or like wanting to just be like, um, like, oh, well, this is fucked or something. I'm like. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, you're right. What, like, what good does that do for me? Yeah. To sit there and be like, oh, this is so fucked. Mm-hmm. And occasionally there will be times where like something will be too much mm-hmm. and I'll feel upset or whatever and I'll have a moment. But like, I just like, I'm like thinking back to like people that like, you know, like I remember knowing this guy in law school who like uh, his girlfriend cheated on him, which is hard. Absolutely. But he was like wallowing in it for like a year. And I was like, dog, it's been a year. You got to fucking get over this shit. I don't know. Like it's I'm reminded of moments like that. Yeah, because it I mean, it's again that because I totally know people like that. Um, And that's not to say that there's something wrong about it. But no, there's it's it's a way that you look at yourself versus the way that we look at ourselves. Yeah. Like that will always be be the victims yes because oh my people god who always see the see themselves as a victim won't activate on trying to yes like, get over it or like work past it or to troubleshoot yeah because because they're victims they're like oh this thing happened to me mm-hmm. what do i do mm-hmm. but i think people like us were like very much like okay something happened mm-hmm I need to figure out a way to get over it mm-hmm. and like move on mm-hmm. because life is coming at me a hundred miles per hour. And yeah. I don't have time to wallow and be the victim. We no. just don't have that privilege. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I think, Oh, what a blessed life you've lived up until yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That this to you is insurmountable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas mm-hmm. like that to me is like inconsequential. It's, it's, yeah. I don't even think like, I'm like, okay, well, but I, I, and, 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 and I don't know, I, I suspect mm. possibly that, um, that you might also relate to this. I was talking about this with my therapist the other day, um, where I, 
I, so I've had a series of like things in my life happen in this past couple months that have been very, very hard. Um, and I just had a moment where I just broke down and was kind of like, I don't know if I, what, not if I can keep going, cause I know I will. Mm -hmm. And I know I've survived things like that before, but like I had a moment where I was like, but I don't know how I'll get through it. I know I will, mm -hmm. but I don't know how. And it kind of, I, I got like very upset and I like cried for like <laughs> 10 minutes and then I was okay. I mean, I wasn't okay, but it was like, you know, it, it let it out or whatever. Yeah. And I was talking to my therapist about how the thing that really, cause she was like, well, what like pushed you into like feeling like it was too much? And like, what, what was it that like made you break down? And I was like, well, I was angry at myself because I saw myself as someone else that I loved. Mm. And I was like, how could I have let that happen mm. to her? Because I yeah. love her and I should have protected her. Yeah. And she was like, and, and I was like, but intellectually, I know that some of that stuff was just a throw of the dice. Like some of that stuff was just like right. bad luck. But some of it was stuff that like I did something and then it had consequences. Mm -hmm. um, and they weren't, it wasn't my fault, but it did stem logically from that. Right. And she was like, well, why do you feel, why did you feel like you were responsible though? Like, why do you? need to punish yourself for this and for me something that really scares me is that sometimes just bad things can happen to you no matter how much you prep and how much you try and like absolutely protect yourself or like be prepared or like you know try to like change for the future or whatever just like you know bad shake of the dice and like something terrible happens like you get struck by lightning or whatever mm -hmm. um and so rather than feel scared about oh shit bad shit just happened to me instead of finding comfort in that like some people do where they're like well then it's not my fault i opposite where i'm like i can't Absolutely. bear the thought of not being in control and so Absolutely. i'm going to blame myself for this shit absolutely yeah absolutely yeah absolutely because you've been the sole person responsible for your own life yeah you know yeah. And even if things that do happen, I'm not saying that everything that happens is like your own fault, but there are some things that happen mm -hmm. that is beyond your control that you it, it yeah. isn't your fault. Like mm -hmm. these things just happen. But as people who've dealt with trauma, mm -hmm. we're so used to taking responsibility on our, putting everything on our own shoulders. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, nothing gets done. Nothing happens. Nothing gets done. So, you know, and those those moments are specifically and I mean, you know, to your point about things that have been going on, like there are moments like where the math ain't mathin. Yeah. Where you're like, wait a second, these this thing happened and nothing I can do is making it better. Right. And then you have like a four or four. Yep. Like, yep. You know what I mean? Like there's a little crash in the system mm -hmm. because your sort of like tactics isn't working. It's like hitting a wall. And that's where we have to like seek you know, talk to a therapist yeah. about it. Like, yeah. be okay with being helpless at a moment. Of yeah. Helpless. But we're not geared to do that. No. We're not geared to do that. No. We, we haven't had that privilege. And I think a lot of, like, growing up and being mature and being self-aware is having those moments of surrender. It's, like, being emotionally intelligent to be like, you know what? I can't solve this problem by myself. I am unable, I've been able to do it for my entire life, but there are some issues where I just cannot do this on my own. Or I think I can do this, but I don't know how, and I need help with the how. Yes. 
And this is something that I've was am working on, which is because I've been so lucky in my life that like so many friends have mm -hmm. been like, if you want and if you need anything, you know, like I'm here, like if you just want me to like sit silently next to you and watch something or like we can talk about it or not talk about it, whatever. Right. The thing is, and I don't know if this is the case for you, mm -hmm. but for me, I think you believe that, but like once you see like you're not. Oh my God, Kelly. I know better I mean, than you. Like you're not gonna, you're, you're not, not gonna want to. You're not gonna wanna. And then you'll decide that I'm not worth it and that I'm too much drama. I mean, literally ditto. Like that's been mm -hmm. my whole thing of like being so independent. I've been so independent my whole life. You're very independent. And a lot of that is fear. It's fear. Yeah. You know, it's fear of like, well, if I actually lean on you, my weight might, might be too much. Mm -hmm. And you, you know don't, I mean? you don't know what the weight is because exactly. you live a blessed life. <laughs> right. right. And like, right. not, not to say like, oh, I'm so damaged or whatever, but like, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, but, and that's, there's truth to that, I feel like, you know, like, absolutely, I completely agree with that sentiment, yeah, of, like, I know that you are reaching out, but, like, there's a lot of stuff in here <laughs> that yeah. might be too much, yeah. I don't know, you know. Have so you like, had success in believing somebody that has told you that they... Yes. Yeah. Yes, and you know what it required? Mm. It required me letting go of myself yeah it was all it, you right absolutely it required me like you were saying earlier of like yourself trying to take care of yourself of mm -hmm. yourself it required me to be like you know what i don't need to babysit myself right now i'm gonna allow you to babysit me mm -hmm. this vulnerable little you know shrieking yeah wet sloppy puppet of a baby like yeah. i I'm going to allow, and that requires trust. Yeah. Which is something, you know, not to overshare, but it, like, it's, it's something that I struggle with immensely. Yeah. Same. Trusting people. So like, I had to let go of that. I mean, and here's the thing. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't work. Sometimes it doesn't sometimes work. The weight was too much. Yeah. For people. And they were like, I, I need to tap out of this. So like, and that's why I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is why I'm so guarded. This is why I don't trust people because of those moments. But that's not to say like, there's been some incredible moments of people really being there for me and really fully supporting a lot of the weight that I couldn't handle. So I, I have to give a shout out to those people. And you know, therapy helps too. You yeah, know? therapy helps. Therapy is a great help. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough for, and it all stems from like a broken home and like mm -hmm. things that is that are said to you at an early age and like you believing those things, you taking yeah. those things and not as like, not people's opinions, but as facts because you look up to these people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's a lot of dismantling. It's a lot of untangling. It's a lot of being vulnerable. But like for I recognize that I need to do that work. Yeah. Um, to be a better person. Yeah. Yeah. And it and and, and a better person for yourself. Absolutely. You know? Like Absolutely. It's interesting yeah. kind of talking about what you were saying, it coming from a broken home. I think there was something so Mm -hmm. you know, formative about learning that your parents' love is conditional. Mm -hmm. um, that, I think... And That's a huge lesson. That's a tough yeah. lesson. When you're very young, yeah. it's a very tough lesson to learn. Yeah. And there is this, um, just as far as like being okay being vulnerable, right? And being okay feeling, you know, things like grief or sadness or or 
fear or anger, like it's just those negative things um, that can be kind of destabilizing. When you only see a very violent or upset or like, you know, just very like, for lack of a better term, bad model of that. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, when you feel those things, you are punished. Yeah. It makes it really hard to then as an adult be like, oh, I guess it's okay for me to feel that because instantly my first thought is- you weren't taught that way. Yeah. That wasn't your, that wasn't like the code in which you were brought up. No. Yeah. No. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. And I think that there's something really interesting to, to your point about like looking at other people and being like, oh my God, I, I could not live that way. I'll give you an example. <laughs> yeah, please. So like I grew up sort of for, for my survival, honestly, to sort of alter my behavior mm-hmm. for the safety of myself yes. and for, and, and also I've learned to be in tune to other people's behavior, yes. behaviors and moods. Yes. So I could sort of sidestep. It was like I was playing a game of don't wake daddy with the highest stakes possible. Yes. You yes. know? So like that's how I've learned to navigate my life. So I've always been someone who was very good at altering my behavior. Yeah. And um, being sort of an empath to other people's behavior. Yes. You know? Yes. I see that. That when I saw other friends be so, I, I'm going to say clumsy yeah. with their behavior and being in tune to other people's behavior, that's when I was like, there's a lot of privilege there. Yeah. You've never had to censor yourself. Yeah. Which honestly, like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No. With upbringing. I think it's actually quite healthy to that. God, to I mean, like, they, they live a lovely life. Intensely. Absolutely. But that's the part. It's yeah. like, oh, wow. How nice would it be to just like, be vocal about your feelings and yeah. like to feel them intensely yeah. and then not being um, reprimanded for it. Like I've yeah. never experienced that as a child. Yeah. You know? So again, it is that like, and so there's a little bit of, I'm going to say it, bitterness mm-hmm. growing up and like seeing these people sort of just be so careless about their, in my, just like in my eyes, be so careless about like being so emotionally open. Yeah. You know, and that's something I personally struggle with even now, you know, just like watching people be so like, oh, my God, you're so like vocal about your feelings. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Jesus, like read a room, please. You yeah. know, like I'm very much like that. So but you, know, I, I recognize that, like, it's not healthy for me to do that. And me living that way is like not the best way to live, too, because it prevents me from being vulnerable to other people. Yeah. It prevents people from actually knowing who I am really am Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like it sort of sells this like false image of myself because i am so in tune with the way that i should behave in any given situation you know so and this is all things that are hardwired in my brain i'm not making these choices like i'm not aware of these choices it's just the the mapping of the neurons is like already there and it's very hard to break it like chemically because it'll always go that same way Um, yeah, I, I, I really relate to that as well. I feel like I, people are always like, oh, you're so good at like reading people or like, you're so good at like, um, noticing things about people. And I'm like, you don't understand how much of my fucking life was spent aggressively monitoring what people were doing and thinking and what they, what that means they must be feeling because I, I had to. Yeah. Like that shit, like those lessons you don't forget. 
because you have to in a split second know uh, mom's in a she's in yeah. a mood right now i can't you know whatever yeah, and, then, and then your own priorities your own feelings have to they're sacrificed you know they, yeah. they have to be tampered down they have to be swallowed up they have to be ignored mm -hmm. for the sake of other people you know yeah and that is and you know i'm not saying like isn't that tragic but like also it's we're fucked up baby yeah well, and it's so interesting <laughs> we fucked up, honey. Like, we, yeah we're a mess it's and it's and it's and it's okay mm -hmm. um but i don't want to keep being like this and it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting because like my sister was like the mediator one uh -huh. and I was kind of like, it's weird actually sometimes because so our dynamic was interesting because um, I was like treated much more poorly than my sister was as a kid. Um, and my sister was just always the, like, she was like the baby and everybody like was like, oh my gosh, we're so worried about what Denise is feeling or doing or whatever, whatever. And I was like, just constantly fucking like, fucking shit up or whatever and it was and and it was a thing where I, I just generally have impulse control problems but like if I see an injustice or something I have a lot of trouble not saying something mm. because I would I would stand up for like either myself or like I don't know what I perceived to be injustices when I was a kid within my family but I now realize was like much more complicated but like I would see someone being mean to someone else and I'd be like, oh, that person's a victim. But really it, looking back, it's like, diff it, it was different. One person was infantilizing the other and it was like a whole thing. But I remember having this like one brief thought of like, oh, you're about to get your ass whooped. And then uh -huh. I would be like, but I can't not. And I would just say something or whatever. And as I was saying it, I remember feeling like, oh no, like this is gonna be really bad. And I knew what I was doing but I would do it anyway. And then it would result in like a very bad and traumatic experience. And then my sister would be just crying from watching. And then that created a whole thing. Cause it was like, why does she get to cry just from watching? And I have to experience it. And of course it is traumatizing to see something like that happen, but I don't know. No, it, it was always, it messes. You yeah. Up. Yeah. And it messes you up. And it's weird because it's like, I have trouble now though. Ex really expressing um, things that I don't like in a friendship because I'm afraid that that means they'll be like, oh, well, you're not worth it. Bye. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm literally ditto. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm the same exact way, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, and, and again, it's like, th this is why I adjust with, like, different friends because it's... Yeah. For me, like, I, like, literally, I've, I have, have lost all connection to my family because they were that toxic yeah I'm so like sorry. for me like my friends are They're your family. family so like i need to like keep as many of them as i can yeah and a lot of it is like i have to sacrifice a lot of like what, what i want my needs um to sort of keep these people happy you know do you uh, get which is not okay no you know that that's not okay but, you know i've been okay so i'm happy to say for myself that i've been mm -hmm. culling the you know i'm kind of like okay the people that are just like sucking me dry mm. i'm just gonna let that kind of right evaporate the cord there. yeah because yeah. it's like i certain people have really showed up and that fierce love that i feel for them is enough now you know what i mean yep um but i don't know if you get this i get this when if i am trying to tell someone like hey you know this thing like hurt my feelings 
do your hands start shaking and your heart's fucking racing oh and God, you're like, absolutely. I am going to die. <laughs> absolutely. Or I just, I just don't say anything is the thing. I don't even remember the last time I've said, hey, something you said hurt my feet. Oof, I can't even imagine. Really? I've done that oh, to, I've, I've, I, I've done, I've done it to, with like two different people and it resulted in like a really lovely conversation and it was like oh. good. Um, so it works. I mean, like, that's why we should all talk about our feelings. It does work. It does work. Well, it works when, and this is the thing, right? If you boil it down to the thing that you don't really, because I feel like a lot of people, when they do like conflict resolution interpersonally, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> you're a bitch. And I'd like, you know, whatever, whatever. But it's like, if you peel that away, it's like, oh, but my feelings were hurt. And that's like a very childlike and like embarrassing thing to admit. But it's like, oh, I felt really stupid when that happened. Somewhere. Yeah. Right. I mean, like there's work done to be done if you say my feelings were hurt mm -hmm. there's no work at all you stop all progress when you say you're a bitch yeah for this yeah yeah like okay yeah. like what do you want me to say i'm a bit like yeah okay. okay then i guess i was i don't know what to tell cool. you like, you yeah. know what i mean like yeah okay, you know it also is helpful to like ask questions you know like why did like why did you say that to me because like that hurt me i just don't understand why you know. Right, but it all stems from being vulnerable, right? Like, how do these words affect you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Although there are some, you know, there are some people that I'm like, this just isn't worth it at all. And those are more acquaintances right. that, like, you know, I saw, at, like, you know, I'd get a gig and I'd see them. And, right. But and, if they're worth fighting for, I think it's worth putting in the work. And that's what I'll say. If, if one of your friends comes up to you and is like, hey, I want to talk to you about this thing, I know that it's so ingrained in most people to be like pissed mm -hmm. but like know that that person is deciding that you're worth keeping around right you know because right. they could just ghost you they could just phase you out and you could never speak to them again that's true and in a way like you're you know i, I one example of someone who's i have a i have a very very good friend who's so good about communicating their feelings to me mm -hmm. who's just like very very very, very emotionally intelligent to be like, hey, listen, da 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 da, like something you said affected me in this way. Mm -hmm. And it is potentially scary to hear that kind of stuff mm -hmm. because you're like, oh my God, I don't want to be the reason why someone. Right. Bad. Yeah. But like, I, our friendship is so deep because of these moments. Yes. I'm like, oh my God, thank goodness you said something. I am never the type of person to say anything really? to anyone who's ever wronged me. Ever. I keep it I've started time. doing it. You should do it. I think I should start doing it because, you know, people do say some really shitty things to me. That yeah. Really bad. But I, I'm always like, it's like what you were saying. It's like, oh, God, my feelings don't matter. Like, right. I'm I'll get over anything. it. I'll get over it. Mm -hmm. I'm strong enough to, like, push it aside. Or mm -hmm. But, like, I appreciate people. I really need people like that in my life who are just like, no, this. I'm in my feelings and I'll tell you why yeah. I'm in my feelings. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. I th I have, because also I'm, I'm thinking about when it's been said to me. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. Like whenever someone's like, oh, hey, you know that thing you said to me, like that kind of hurt my feelings or whatever it is, right? Or like yeah. my first instinct always, and I don't understand people that are not like this. Mm. My first instinct is always like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Absolutely. Like, wow. Yeah, that wasn't like that could have. And even if it's something that like to me is fully like, I'm like in my, you know, like, in the moment, I still would have been like, okay, I mean, I didn't really, that whatever. <laughs> right. But. But you don't ever want to be the reason why someone else feels. Exactly. And so I feel, and maybe it's just because I 
like we've said, we're the type of people mm -hmm. to take responsibility for stuff. Cause then I'm like, oh, but like something I did hurt you and I'm sorry, I didn't, I shouldn't have done that. I, that was cavalier, whatever. Um, but it is always interesting to me when you say that to someone and they're just like, well, you're just being sensitive. And it's like, I okay. Well, that's, that's the fear. That's yeah. why I don't do it. I know. Cause like, to but me, then you that learn that that person's not worth it. And I know you don't want to think true. that because that's your true. friends are so important to you, mm -hmm. but they should love you like you love them. Mm -hmm. you know and you're protecting them from right. what your feelings you're right yeah you're right yeah and then if yeah if, if if they get defensive and stuff it is just it's one of those things of like oh are you even worth it yeah are you mm -hmm. even worth the the labor because that's one thing you don't want from your friends is yeah work oh my gosh well and think about it think about how much labor you had been doing hiding your feelings from this Emotional. person yeah absolutely every time you hung out you're right and then in the moment that you tell them, hey, my feelings are hurt, and they're like, fuck off. Like, yeah. like it's like, oh, but I was trying to protect you. I know. And, and you, you wouldn't do the same for up, me? I know in a fucked up way, though. Like, it's so funny. Like, my in, like instinctive response to that is, well, this is something that I'm used to, and the expectation is that people are selfish. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, that because- I'm like, oh, yeah, like- yeah, people only care about themselves and I'm the kind of person to shut down my feelings. So I'm willing, to, you know, can I, can I don't I, mind being the one suffering. Can I tell you something wow, that my therapist said to me? Mm -hmm. And I know that you have, you know, you have your own hold on your own mental health journey, but it was yeah. something yeah. that <laughs> it was something that like I was like, oh, it, it, it's it's not really like move forward. Like it's not advice. It's more just that like, I'm sorry that Respect. people. Right. Or it's 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 just like something I needed to hear, I guess, mm. where it's like, I'm sorry that people had so many opportunities to show you kindness and they wow. failed. Oh, my God. Kelly. That's but, deep. Yeah. But there are people in your life who can. Yeah. And so it's really good that you have those people in your life and you should hold on to those. Um, but. Wow. The opportunity to show kindness. Yeah. And they failed. Yeah. Wow. Like when she well, said that to I'm me, really I was when, when she said that to me, I was like, <laughs> I, "Oh my god, yeah!" It's never been broken down to me that way. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you want to show kindness to people? Yeah, I mean, it is a very sort of like la da after school special way of seeing it, but like, why not choose kindness? Yeah, why not choose empathy? You know, like because there's ego and there's pride and there's yeah. like. People seem to think that there's one, like that there's one right person, there's one wrong person in a situation. When like really, you can look at something and just be like, oh, I don't know. I guess it was just kind of like a sad situation where both people kind of acted weird and right, yeah, yeah. And it's okay to be wrong. I think people are so scared, scared to be, to be wrong. wrong. Yeah, so scared to be wrong because it's a threat to their like their mindset, their identity. Their whole, I, exactly, their whole identity. Yeah. You know, I'm guilty of that too. Like, I'm not being like the same here like absolutely there's like mo even in like my fucked up childhood like being raised like yeah that, like there's a fear of like is this the way i should have lived my life no yeah. absolutely not but like if i'm wrong about this then it sort of negates the way that i've seen my life so like it is a lot of like just like growing i think growth. growing yeah yeah it's like just being aware of the patterns that we do emotionally and like how we communicate with people and like evolving outside of those things that causes pain and trauma. You mm -hmm. know? It's like growing out of it. We have to be willing to grow. 
And a lot of that is knowing that we are wrong. Yeah. And being okay with it. And knowing, right, that you're not going to die if you're wrong. Yes, exactly. And it's a tough thing to hear, though. You're not going to be completely abandoned by everybody you know if you're wrong. Exactly. Because to me, those two things are the same. I agree. I fully agree. So, like, you know, not to, this is, I mean, I love that we're having this conversation. And I love that Cherry Falls is Is the prompt for this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then we, we look at that scene where, Brittany Murphy is talking to her mom, and as a mm-hmm. viewer, mm-hmm. I'm like, "This is kind of fucked up." Yeah. But then also, like, I've done fucked up shit like this. Yeah. My, you know what I mean? Like, I've taken these like egregious things, and then like that my family has done and been like, "Oh, normalized it." You know? Oh yeah. Well, She's just like us. It's it. She is because I've looked at like, you know, on some level. Of course, I still love my parents. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that like there is inside of me still, no matter what, even though there's this intellectual side of me, right? That's like, well, they can't love you how you need to be loved and you you can't change them. So you have to change yourself and your expectations and whatever. But somewhere inside, there is still this child that desperately just wants, but please love me. Oh my God, of course. You know? And so it's like this complicated thing, which I think people that have like very well-adjusted, lovely relationships with their parents, <laughs> like a lot of times they're just like, well, how can you like still feel love for your parents? And I'm like, it's complicated. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's, it's very, very complicated. complicated. It's very, very complicated. And also, again, it lacks empathy in a way because it's like, yeah. I've told you what my upbringing is. Like, what do you mean you don't understand? Yeah, just trust me. <laughs> You gotta trust me here, babes. I won't you ever gotta trust just you. Trust me I won't here. ever trust you, but you gotta <laughs> trust me. Um, I did. Um, oh, you know who I liked in this was the Ooh. girl who was like the slut who like leads a fucking TED talk on sex. I love that. This is a moment I've never seen. Never seen. Because it's all holding, from this like female a perspective. Slut yeah, I loved it. Oh my god, they say something really fucking funny. Where she's like, she's like giving the girls tips and tricks on how to have sex properly. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to butcher it. So I'm just going to try to find it. Okay. 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 Is it okay. about when the girl says, what about clitoral or vaginal stimulation? That part. Yes. And she, how does she respond? She says, unless we're talking about masturbation, I wouldn't worry forget about, about it. it. Yeah. Exactly. Forget about she's it. Like, she goes, forget about it, Jake. It's come. Chinatown. It's so funny. It's so funny. It's so good. Oh it's God, so I good. I found it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I found it. Okay, good. Perfect. Okay, so Cindy. Because she's Cindy. She, she, because earlier in the movie. Oh, yeah. The, the Jay Moore movie, uh, the Jay Moore scene where he's like have, having a meeting about the two, pe- uh, two people that just died. And she's like, the guy's being cold, like the starter guy. Right, right, right. Or whatever. And she's like, oh, that's such a fun strategy. She's like trying to play it off. But what he's really feeling is fear. Right. And he calls her Cindy Freud. Yes, right? Cindy Freud. Slut shaming her, uh, which is iconic. And not slut shaming her, but like her, just her. Right. Is, I got it. But anyway, she has uh, this like caucus with the girls and she says, girls have to do everything. Boys are totally clueless when it comes to sex. It starts with them trying to unhook our bras, fumbling around, and it never changes. Wait until they try to put their dick into you. And then Diana, who's a girl with the glasses, says, please don't say they need help with that. And Cindy <laughs> says, always. Always. Oh it's my god. So amazing. Yeah. Because guys are clueless mm-hmm. about having sex with girls. I've 
slept with girls, and I'm so clueless about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, and this is the thing. Ladies, if you can find a guy who knows his way around, I mean, I'm not saying keep him around just for that, but like that's a plus in the column, okay? That's absolutely a plus. A plus in the column. There is something really interesting about women sort of being like the tour guides of sex. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? It's always the case. It's always the case. Because it's been so... Like, the male orgasm has been so, you know, fucking uh, normalized, I guess. Talked about a ton. It's in the zeitgeist. Um, Whereas, like, I think only recently have, like, people at large even talked about the fact that, like, women can come. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. like, uh, Mm -hmm. it's such a thing. Um, Yeah. It's, it's... So funny to me because, yeah, I mean, and I think there's something really powerful about, like, especially in this movie being like, oh, wow, in this world, we know what it, world it is. The promis- sexually promiscuous people have the power. Yes. They have the upper hand. They're safe. They they get to be the final girls in this. Yes. They're absolutely safe. So what happens when there's power in sluts? <laughs> yeah. A celebration is what happens. Well, because it's They're almost... Like, Sorry, keep going, keep going. No, no, no. It's it's like, because if the tables were turned, right? If like the virginal, uh, like yeah. what, where we're used to, the, the virgin Marys are the, there's a lot of slut shaming. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if you're not a, if you're not a virgin, you will die. Yes. But once the tables have turned here, once the virgins are not safe, the sluts are like, join our party. Mm-hmm. It's fun over here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That is great. That to me is progressive as hell. Okay, I have two thoughts. One, mm-hmm. in the other narrative, right, of like only virgins are safe. Once you're quote tainted, you can't go back. You cannot make yeah. yourself safe. It is a doomed story. And with this, there is like a proactiveness here. And on top of that, I feel like it's a bigger, bigger comment on a way to a safer sex life. Right. Because it is it is kind of like sexual mm, life, sexual violence, sexual, like all of those things is education Mm. and like is knowing and being um, cognizant of what it is you want. Yeah. And desire. Yeah. Because then once you know and can communicate that. Yeah. Right. Because also, you know, if you're sleeping with someone. You can't expect that they're going to, like, know what's happening in your fucking brain. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and different people like different things or whatever. This Absolutely. is just, like, a general, I guess, like, mm-hmm. uh, general rules for poetry is, like, like communicate about what you fucking want. I don't know. This is a book you need to publish. <laughs> <laughs> My book of poetry. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, it's Kelly's book. Of Kelly's, Kelly's book of poetry. Um. And it will rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm sitting here with like a rhyming thesaurus, like yeah. oh, like freaking out. This thing's gonna take me years to publish. <laughs> I'm gonna be like on my fourth marriage by then. <laughs> what rhymes with glitter? <laughs> but I think you're right. I think you're right. Like suddenly, when the tables have turned and the sluts are in power, suddenly we're like having. Like healthy conversations about sex. Yeah, Cindy's holding court, 
educating women on what it's like to have sex. Mm -hmm. That's dope as hell, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think to your point, there's something really interesting what happens with women, Mm -hmm. because facts are facts. Women are constantly objectified in media. Oh, yeah. And I think that is true in horror movies as well. Like, women are constantly objectified and infantilized, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what does it mean to be a final girl? Well, that's it's in the word, final girl. girl. Mm -hmm. You're still a girl. Like, it's that purity. Like, you don't trans transform into a woman in the movie it would be it would kill you if you did mm-hmm. if you turned into a woman you are not a final girl anymore you are dead mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. only the infantilized that infantilized version of a, of a woman is celebrated the doe-eyed mm-hmm. always looking for help always and i'm talking about the books as well waiting for the boyfriend to help yeah. you you know like those they survive in a lot of slashes but in this movie finally the women are celebrated Right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I mean, once you have sex, you're what they say you're you're a woman, you know. You yeah, you are that, you know. And it's like, oh yeah, you transform, you get power, yeah, right. Because like knowing what you want sexually, like Brittany Murphy's character in this movie, she figured out what she wants sexually. She's literally equipped yeah. to handle it. Yeah. You know, that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see more movies where a slut is the final girl. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of, I mean, this is more recent, but the movie X, which, right. ha- I mean, but again, I feel like that's like so recent. Now there's so many things that are kind of a subversion. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's a full subversion because it is fully a sexploitation film. Absolutely. I honestly think that it could have been sexier if you're going to, if we're being honest. 1000%. I do have notes about that movie. I, I have notes about that movie as well. I was like, listen, if you're selling a porno yeah. slasher to me, I need to see like, 80% more bits mm-hmm. and like yeah. sex. Like this, I was not scandalized by any of the sex that happened. No, no, no. I exactly. needed to be scandalized. I was not. Yeah. I, yeah, I was not. And uh, my note for that movie is less butts, more bits. Yes, right? I wanted 100% more full frontal. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. This isn't any different than like a Sopranos episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was like girl on top with titty bouncing. That's it. Yeah. It's like, okay, what? I wanted to see like coochie and like penis. Coochie. And I. 70s coochie. Yes. 70s peen peen. And Absolutely. I also wanted, and here's the other thing, in a slasher to me, nothing is more, I, I need every death to be iconic. I know. And I felt like, I'm sorry, but a gunshot right death you. is like not. I'm right there with you. I was like, I mean, an iconic death is getting eaten by an alligator. Sure, love Absolutely. that, love that. But every everything could have been bumped up a notch. Oh yeah, oh that is, yeah. Listen, we are hard to please people. I know. Kelly the standards and I know are our high. Horror. I know. We know our slashers. We know our shit. We are not just like the ninety nine percent that is fine with yeah. an old lady sexually assaulting a young. Like we've yeah. seen that shit. I've seen it. Give me more. Yeah, I wanted more. I wanted to. I love an inventive kill, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like the kills were that inventive. I wanted, no. I wanted way more gore. I wanted yeah. way more just salaciousness. We're just We're yeah, just exactly. I mean, it was still fun. It looked cool as hell. It looked cool. The acting was great. acting was great. I loved what's her name. Um, what, what is what is oh, her yeah. mantra that the she lead. says? Oh, what, what is, is it? Mantra? She's like, um, I refuse to live a laugh that is not yeah. extraordinary. or Something like that. I, I did yeah. like that. I liked, I did like the final scene of her driving away, doing Loved a it. bump of fucking Coke and, and like saying her mantra covered in blood, driving away. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, that's cool. That's a yeah. fun, 
subversion of laughing in the back of a of a pickup truck Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah but you know i thought it was fine time it's fine yeah well we need more movies like cherry falls which is just like flipping it fully fully flipping it it. seeing what happens and oh my god just like the crucifixion of those women as well (gasps) everyone like on the chandelier on the chandelier this was some hannibal lecture shit intense intense also the way it's a throwaway line that happens Uh one of the the very first girl that dies in it um she's like oh there's like the autopsy said something something or other so she like bled out she saw herself being killed yeah she was awake and aware i mean that's some brutal shit you know yeah that is some brutal shit also the carving of the virgin yeah on the forehead also the carving of virgin Virgin not i could not for mr sizzler i could not I could not. I loved this movie. I want to try and movie. find a physical copy of it. I'm going to try and purchase it. Good Get luck. that shit on Blu-ray. It is very hard to find. Is it on Blu-ray? Let's see. Is it currently on? Oh my god, one of my favorite moments in the movie. It's such a dumb, stupid line, but I fucking love it. Right. You can get it <laughs> on Amazon. When, oh my god. But you can. I think so. Oh, Hold great. on. We'll see. Get okay. Yeah. Uh, was when, uh, you know, Jay Moore is in like drag right and the boyfriend is knocking on the door and then he has to like disrobe so he takes off oh my the god wig, but yeah he's still wearing makeup yeah and he's just like what do you want and the guy's like um why do you have lipstick on i know and jay moore's like it makes me feel pretty <laughs> <laughs> i love that i also loved right because he's he had to take off his wig and everything yeah he also took off his nails he took off his nails which as we know is so easy to <sighs> so <do>. easy <laughs> and i mean his like fucking like nail beds must be fucked so anyway he he like tussles whatever whatever and then takes the time before he goes to chase uh sorry a helicopter's being very loud outside before he goes to chase britney murphy as she's running out takes the time to put the nails back on put the wig back on i was like look you got your look right it's it's a brand that's a drag brand yes okay the drag queen okay yeah that is the brand of the drag I would love to see a drag performance of the Cherry Falls Killer. Oh my god. Wouldn't that be so fun? That would be so I mean, straight fun. up giving like Riot Girl vibes. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 cool. Yeah, the movies I really love this movie. I love Again, this movie. Like Brittany Murphy, I don't think has been I mean, it's I think her best role. I think it's like it's she really was good. given so much to do and she aced every yeah. bit of it, I thought. Yeah. Um, she killed it. She carried the movie. She carried the movie. It's like there's some genuinely like weird shit that happens that like fall into the tropes of the slasher that we know and love. And yet there's moments that surprise us and there's some corny ass motherfucking funny ass shit. Yeah. And it also gives us the teen dialogue that we know and love. There's so like when we, that scene where we thought the two teachers were fighting when it was in fact the students. Yes, yes. Um, and, uh, one of them's like, oh, oh, she's like, because she got accused of like, oh, giving him head, giving it, giving him head, and she's like, did she? And the response was like, she thinks Felicia is a character in Shakespeare. Yes, is to me so, so funny. beautifully yeah. teen. Yes, book. Yes, it's like so 
well written. In also, them calling it a Hummer. I was like, oh my God. I haven't oh. heard that phrase in so exactly. long. Exactly. Oh my God. I loved this movie. I literally just bought it on Blu-ray. Don't buy oh. the one that comes up first on Amazon because it's like international and it will not play on North American oh, Blu-ray players. So then you have to scroll down and then you'll find the one that's normal. Unless you live not in the United States. Sure. I mean, how xenophobic am I being? <laughs> by saying... You keep forgetting I that keep Teen forgetting. Creeps is an international, international podcast. Um, thank you so much for introducing this movie to me. Anytime. Oh my I God. Was, I, this is maybe one of my favorite movies now. Well, I mean, it's like I watch stuff and my first instinct is to like let you and Lindsay know, like, have you seen this movie? I know. Have you talked about this movie? Ugh. You must, you must, you must, you must. It's a dream. It's a dream movie. I And also just like any Brittany Murphy, I... Absolutely. Have to get my hands on because, like, Absolutely. she was so. I know. She was so good. Oh. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on and co hosting with me, Oz. I really. Thank you so much for, like, being vulnerable and, oh like, my God, having likewise. a real conversation with me. And we got to, like, laugh and talk about the silly movie. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. You were, right. it, it was It was such a pleasure. It always is a pleasure having always. you, but it was Absolutely. yet again another pleasure. Oh, um, I love you, too. I love you too. Um, so tell everybody, because they likely love you as well, where they can find you on the internet and if you have anything you would like to plug. Sure, yeah. Um, you can follow me at my uh, personal Instagram and Twitter at Ozzymo, O-Z-Z-Y-M-O. And you can also follow Podcast Kill the Video Star. It's a music video podcast that's really fun. And you can follow that at Podcast Kill the Video Star on Instagram. Also, watch Minx on HBO Max. It's a great show. A lot of peen. Yeah. Listen, for for all you insatiable hoes out there, you're going to get a lot of peen. You're going to get a lot of full frontal stuff. It's a great show. And it's also a good show, period. Yeah. Uh, so check it out, HBO Max. And also... I'm in an upcoming season of Dimension 20 <gasps> on Dropout, so uh, that's going to be very fun. It's coming out August 3rd, so stay tuned for that. Oh, my God. Make sure you all check all of that shit out. Um, you're so good in everything also, that you do. Also, Omar Najam, who is oh, 18 yeah. Creeps, we're in the same, we got to play. You guys got to play at the same table. Yeah, we got to play at the same table. Lovely. So literal dream come true. So check I saw the cast for that. It's stacked. Y'all are Power, powerhouse. so fun. I can't wait to watch that. Um, all right, you guys, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Um, thank you so much to our Patreon listeners, patreon.com slash teen creeps. We have a lot of really cool stuff on there for you. Uh, check that out. Uh, we have ad free versions of all of our episodes, so I mean, that's something. Uh, we just released that to our eight dollar tier, so um, that's another thing that you get on top of you know, full length uh, uh outside genre episodes, and then for the five dollars, um, uh, mini sods. And then stickers. Everybody loves stickers. Uh, so check that out. A very personalized thank you to our $15 a month patrons. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez, Adam Halwitz, Amanda K, Amanda Nengel, Amy T, Ann Dwyer, Brian Petty II, Caitlin L, Carrie Ham, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny B, Drew Aranis, Ellie Lagos, Emma, Emma M, Aaron B, Gabriela Santiago, Gianna Fernandez, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jason H, Jeremy Cronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicic, Jesse T, Jessica Smith-Harper, Jessica Yu, Jonathan Venable, Saoirse Descaro, Karen Lewis, Kat Miller, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Kodiak Siegel, Coy, Landry Desmond, 
Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Mary N, Megan Lozier, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel Bassert, Rashad B, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Rogue Kalahua, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Sylvie T, Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Gray, and Victoria Valdez. Thank you very much. And again, thank you so much, Oz, for coming. Like, it's your... You're seriously such a lovely beacon of joy in my life, and I'm just like so happy to know you. You're so you're such a delight. Listen, you're you're one of my favorite people. So, <laughs> likewise, I likewise, I love end, you too. Period. The end. Period. <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, next week I'm not telling you guys what we're doing because you check out the books from under me, and then and then I'm stuck with my thumb up my ass like a fucking idiot. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. Um. Uh. But we'll talk to you next week. Uh. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.